All right, welcome to another episode of the Light Bulb Factory, conversation centered on the church becoming the light of the world. This episode is a recording from our college worship gathering. If you are a college student in Waco, we'd like to invite you to join us any Sunday at 12.30 p.m. in the college lounge of FBC Waco, where we learn about the way of Jesus together and discern what it looks like to live it out together as a community. Today, for part four of our series, we're going to do a little Q&A. A number of you guys have already submitted questions, uh, which we really appreciate. We're also going to give you the chance to uh, ask questions here and now. So if you would get out your phone and go to this website, um, go ahead and type that in your phone, and that's going to allow you to to ask a question. Also, even if you don't really anticipate asking a question, I want to encourage you to go here anyway, because um, you can also up and downvote all the other questions that are in the system. And that's going to help uh, the ones, the questions that the most people want to hear rise to the top and make sure that we cover those. So, um, Rachel, maybe we can start with, while those are coming in, just start with a little background about us. Um, So uh, we want you to know, first of all, that we do not have uh, this figured out, right? True. Uh, You know, (laughs) we we have years of experience, uh, both dating and marriage. uh, We counsel a lot of couples through stuff too. So we don't just have our experience. We have the experience of other couples who've gone through a lot of different things. That's right. But uh, our word is is not gospel truth, but we hope it will be helpful to you um, today. And we both have different dating experiences from college and high school. Um, So by the time we got together, you know, we had, I guess, not everything figured out by any means, but we knew that we liked each other and this was something special. Um, But we definitely have different backgrounds and so yeah um, yeah we dated other people before each each other uh amazing right <laughs> we um you know <laughs> incredible um and we learned lessons along the way grew grew into the people that we were when we eventually uh found each other yeah. so some good great. some bad that's right mm-hmm. um well let's go ahead and just uh just jump into the questions yeah okay we may as well just take that top one top one okay yeah. Very good. We're going to launch into the deep stuff real fast. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) So the top question on here is uh, how far is too far uh, with physical touch uh, between people who are dating? I knew this question was coming. Yes. You can blush all you want because we can't see most of your faces. And feel free to giggle incessantly. You'll be just fine. (laughs) I'm going to hide the questions after we start them so that uh, to to just kind of indicate that they are done. Okay, you want me to start? Sure. Okay, great. So uh, this is a good question. It's an important question. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, you, I'm glad that you're asking it. I'm glad that you're, you're thinking about it. Uh, I also think that it's not quite the right question uh, to ask, even though it's important. Um, the, the question can imply, and this is the way that it, it usually is asked, that, that we want to get whatever the answer is, that we want to go as far as we possibly can up to that, up to that line, you know? And um, it, it also almost can come across as like, what can I get away with? You know, if you think about it in those terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to encourage you to, to reframe this, this question a little bit and to think about it in terms of your physical, physical relationship in terms of who am I becoming? Who am I becoming as I engage physically with uh, this other person? Um, there's an idea here that... Uh, that as we have a physical relationship with another person, it's shaping and forming us 
and sometimes in ways that are healthy and sometimes in ways that are not helping us become the person that we want to become. Um, and so I think one of the first things that we ought to ask is not just where's the line, because I'm going to go all the way up there, is that when I engage in certain types of physical behavior, who am I becoming in the process? How is that shaping me as a follower of God? And so um, the idea behind this is the idea that, that you are first and foremost, if you follow Jesus, you know, you belong to him, right? And the idea is that you want your life to be about his kingdom and his cause. And so the ways that we engage want to keep that in mind. We want to preserve our ability to pursue God with our life and not be so focused on something else that we can't, can't really do that anymore. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts that come to mind with this? Um, I mean, I think Ryan's right. I think it's an important question, and I think asking it in that way makes it more realistic as to what we're actually trying to get at when we ask questions like that. Um, but I do want to encourage you that if you've crossed a line at some point or, you know, pushed lines or, you know, camped out completely on the other side of whatever line, like, it's never too late to just make a different decision. Like, there's no expiration date on making a mistake that means that you can't turn around and start doing something different. Um, and so I think that's important. Um, I think having people that you can talk to is really important. Um, God made us human and he made us attracted to other humans. Um, I'm especially attracted to Ryan, for example. Vice <laughs> versa. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, and so it's wonderful that God gave us these bodies and these personalities and lives and feelings and all of these great things and he intends them for good and he wants you to experience that with your partner but he wants you to experience that in marriage where it's safe and you've got commitment to back it up um, and there's just so much more security and love in that as opposed to having your thoughts kind of muddled. I was thinking about this on the drive over actually because I knew this question would come up and I thought well, aside from like, that's what the Bible says, you know, it should be a good enough reason, but some of us like more reasons. Um, I was thinking about how when you're connected physically with a romantic partner, it's harder to make wise decisions going forward when you feel connected with them physically. And so you don't want to cross certain lines because at that point you think, well, I don't want to lose that person because of this, or you might make decisions um, or further commitments based on that when you otherwise wouldn't have had all of those new chemicals flooding into your brain. Um, from a scientific perspective, it's true. Um, it's not just your feelings. Your body's got a lot of chemicals in it that kind of tell you <laughs> what's up. Um, and so it's not just like helping you grow into a certain person, it's keeping yourself healthy now and making good decisions now. And you guys are smart, so I think you guys would want to do that. Yeah, well. and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe some of us would like for there to be like a yes, no, yes list and a no list that would just make it super clear. Um, the problem is that, that I would be just kind of like making that out of my own judgment. You know, there's, there's no place where this is written in the Bible. There's no like sort of thing like that. Um, the Bible does give us certain lines that we, we shouldn't cross. And we, we know that, you know, that sex outside of kind of a marriage covenant is, is a line that he has, has drawn for us. Um, as Rachel said, um, you know, 
that there's always grace, there's always forgiveness. When we've crossed a line, there's never uh, a point that we can't be redeemed from. Um, and yet that verse that we read this morning, you know, should we therefore then abuse grace? By, by no means, you know. Um, and so I would say that, that there's wisdom in saying, if this is the line that, that I know I shouldn't cross, then I might want to think about what are some boundaries that might keep me from getting to that place that are not right up one inch from it, but are, but are further back in order to protect a couple steps back, you know, from, from that place. Uh, because, you know, we, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just wisdom. And so it, as you're in a relationship with somebody, I would always encourage you to talk about boundaries. As soon as your relationship becomes physical in any capacity, it's just good to have kind of a talk about like, Hey, um, you know, here's, here's what I'm comfortable with. Here's what I'm not comfortable with. I want to hear kind of those answers from you. It's really important that that happens. And it's very clear. Um, and ask follow-up questions. Well, what about this? What about that? And you ought to get to a place uh, where, you know, there's, you're going to have to keep having that conversation. It's not a one-time thing, um, but you ought to get to a place where there's a certain amount of clarity. And, and being with a person that you can trust and that has similar values to you and is wanting similar things in life is going to help that conversation go well um, so that you're more or less on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't communicate about these things, you're putting <clears throat> your relationship out of your own hands and into the hands of the other person and just kind of going along with whatever they say is good. And if they've got great things planned, that's awesome. Um, if they maybe don't have, you know, as strong plans, maybe um, it doesn't turn out so well. And so I think we all like having autonomy and having a say in the relationships that we're in, whether it's friendships or romantic or family relationships. So don't give yourself the chance to not be a part of your own relationship, make sure you actually talk to your partner about stuff like this. Um, it should, it's going to be uncomfortable. I was going to say it shouldn't be uncomfortable, but like it is, it's just going to be like really awkward. Like, you don't, whatever, like go to like Chili's, you know, and you're like, so hand holding, <laughs> am I right? You know, like that's, you have to actually have these conversations, even if they are a little awkward. Maybe plan something to do, go for a walk. Um, when you do it, it's a lot easier than like sitting and you're just like, I feel like I'm getting the talk from my parents <laughs> all over again. Like, yeah. whew, so. And I just encourage people lastly to remember that uh, the person that you start dating may or may not be your spouse. You don't know yet, you're discerning, you're figuring it out. Um, and if you think about your spouse out there somewhere who's maybe dating somebody else, you would probably want them to move cautiously and move conservatively, you know, because later they're going to be with you and show them that same respect as well, uh, because I think it goes both ways. Yeah. We good? Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let's see what, uh, what they're cooking up. Ooh. There we go. Okay. Uh, how long should you wait to talk about... Um, things that matter more in relationships, like future goals, wanting or not wanting kids so that you aren't so invested in the relationship, I guess, only to find out that it's not going to be uh, compatible. Okay, you're laughing, so I gotta let you go first. <laughs> I think that's more of a, like a question of like, are you like me or are you like a normal human <laughs> being? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure about the normal human being, like advice uh, for me, right? I know. Um, for me, those questions were kind of like big right away. Um, even if I like wasn't sure 
if I actually wanted to be with that person, like they'd still somehow come out of my mouth and I'm like, great. <laughs> I've said that. Um, I remember Ryan and I's first conversation about how many kids we might want to have was in Moody Library. <laughs> and I had been working on a final exam project for like five hours and he brought me Fazoli's because he's really sweet. And like, I was really out of it. And I just looked at him. I don't remember who looked at each other, but we basically were like, how many kids do you want? It's like, okay, we're doing this right here, yeah. right now. Like, all right, Moody Library, like, all right, cool. At least we were in like a study carol, you know, like one of those little rooms, so some privacy. Not sure if that's better or worse. <laughs> well, if you can trap the other person, they can't get away from the conversation. <laughs> don't do that. Um, <laughs> but what we did was we actually were like super mature about it. Um, instead of actually talking about it, we wrote down on small pieces of paper how many kids we each wanted <laughs> so that we didn't have to say it out loud. Because um, if somebody's like seven and you're like one, like this is awkward, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, leave the Fazolis and get out, you know? <laughs> um, and so we both wrote two dash three and like folded it and like put it down on the table and we picked it up and opened it and we're both like, you got mine. Like we thought we had somehow picked up our own because we literally wrote the same. Two dash three. Two dash three. Yeah. Uh, not two or three, two like like dash, like an actual little yeah. dash. You sure it wasn't a 23? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about cats, right? Yeah. Cats? So, so to, wrong. <laughs> to answer the question, uh, I, I think that uh, I think it depends on what the, the question is. Yes. If it's like future goals, I think that's a little easier to come up earlier than kids. Um, I think that a first, second date is is not too early to just say, I mean, this is, we, you talk about people with this all the time, like, hey, what do you want to do with your life? You know, like, what do you want to do for a job? Like, where do you see yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that's casual conversation. Now, obviously, you can dig more into the specifics, but if someone's like, I want to move to Africa, you know, and you're like, well, I have never left the county, you know, then you might start to all of a sudden have a flag of like, okay, that's something that I've got to investigate more, not right now, but as we spend a little more time together, you kind of have a yellow flag. You're like, okay, before exclusively start dating this person, I might want to find out some more information, you know? Yeah. Um, I think most things uh, can be compatible with one another, you know? Um, I think that... Um, I think that the, the bottom line is the more time you spend together, the more you're going to learn about one another, the more you're going to have like um, both concerns come up and get resolved. And that's a constant sort of shuffling and refresh button on how yeah. that process goes. Um, what do you say? Um, I was going to say putting a time like bracket around it is difficult based on like how much time you already spend together. Um, so if we're saying like, you know, after the first month of dating, have these conversations. It's like, okay, but if you only talk like once or twice a week because your schedules are super complicated, like that's going to be a big discussion relatively pretty quickly. Um, so I think the more that you're talking and learning about the person that you're super interested in, um, learning about all of their other interests, it's okay to start talking about these things. Um, but I would save the questions that strongly imply future commitment at the marital level until the relationship is more solidified because you're not engaged at that point. You know, you can still 
back out of the relationship and that's perfectly fine, um, but you might scare off the other person with a first date question of like, so how many kids do we want to have? Like, they're like, we, are we? we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, like Ryan said, questions about like, so what do you want, you know, your future career to be? Like, if you could, you know, all of those things are perfectly fine, but questions that imply a we can be more difficult and should have a little bit more of a solidified relationship to where you don't think you might break up over asking a question right. like that. Yeah, and I think it's a good opportunity for you to figure out how big of a deal is it to you. Mm -hmm. um, like, it, does the person have to agree with you that there's three kids and you, or you're done, you know? Or like, how, you know, what are the deal breakers for you? I think you're going to figure that out as, as you start to date too, and that's, yeah. that's an important part of the process. And I yeah. think the why answer behind the basic answer is even more important. So if somebody says, I want a large family, um, okay, why? You know, was that important to you growing up? Did you not have that and you want that? Do you just want um, like a lot of company? Like would friendships suffice with that? Um, different things like that. Or, you know, I only, I don't want kids. Okay, why? You know, going into those answers rather than just saying, oh, well, they want seven and I want six. Sorry, it's not going to work out. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the next question. Uh, it says, what are some milestones you think a couple should experience before uh, marriage? Mm. Um, I really like this question. I'm not positive I know what is meant by milestones, but, uh, but I think it's intriguing. And I think the spirit of it is, um, what are some, yeah, what are some like points, checkpoints we should reach between starting to date and between um, getting yeah. married? So yeah, you want to start or do you want to go? Yeah, Okay. should start. Very good. Um, I think I think that um, a lot of dating is just spending time with one another and learning to see every side of a person. You know, um, before you get engaged, you should you should feel like I completely know who they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's not any secret parts of their life that are off limits to me or that I don't know about. Um, I need to know who they are completely, and that's really what the process is is all about in between. And so you want to. You want to meet their family on both side, both ways. You want to spend time with their family, not just like we got lunch one day, but like I went there for a weekend, you know, and um, I, I saw them in their natural element, you know. Um, you want to be around them with their friends. Um, you want to see how they interact with them, the way they talk with one another, the kind of things they do with one another. Um, as you get all that data coming in, does that does that make it feel more right, or does that raise more flags for you? You want to see them in a in a, in a faith setting, okay? You want to uh, be in a situation where you're, you do something like a Bible study with one another, or you go to their church where they grew up, or you know you just kind of get to experience what their faith life is like. Um, so those are some things that come to mind at first. Yeah. yeah, and listening to you say all of those things, I also think about how that means that you have to be vulnerable with another person and letting them into your life, um, and not just learning those things about them, but letting those things be known about you are also really important because you can put on like the first date face for a long time, you know, and just make yourself look like awesome. But at some point, like things are gonna be difficult and you might wanna lean on that person and you should be leaning on that person and you're gonna have to let them in um, and hope that they let you in as well. Um, this is gonna maybe sound strange. Um, I think that going through something 
painful together can be really helpful to see how like marriage will be one day because life isn't all sunshine and roses like you guys know that now and things just get a little more complicated as you graduate and get your job and like start um, having your own place and making you know even more adult relationships like things just only get a little more difficult and so going through something difficult with another person and learning how to communicate when tensions are high and like learning to tackle issues together instead of fighting the other person um, can all be really helpful. Um, Ryan and I had a, a couple of different things come up um, from job stuff to family stuff all in a very quick amount of time that really bonded us very tightly, very quickly um, because we learned that we could lean on each other and be honest with each other. Um, it was, it was really good. And I think that's one of the reasons that we got engaged when we did. It was just, we had already been through so much together that it was clear that we could trust each other and this is what we wanted to do. Um, whereas I had, you know, dated guys for longer than I had already been with Ryan and didn't feel that way about them because we hadn't gone through stuff together. I had either managed it on my own or it didn't go super well or situations like that didn't arise. Um, and so I think just going through things that make you communicate with one another are the big milestones that you want as things are coming across your path. Like, so don't seek out something traumatic. Um, yeah. like I fell in the river. Like, right. it's like, okay. Oh no, come oh, help no. me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think too about, um, the idea that, that it takes time. To, to get here. And sometimes I, I get nervous, um, especially in Christian circles, about people trying to speed through the process. Sometimes it can almost become a bragging point of like, look how little time we dated before we got engaged or something like that. I, I don't think that you don't ever want to get in a race like that, okay? Like you, you want to truly slow down enough to get to know the other person. And you, you can't do that in just a couple of months. You just cannot, people can put on their best game face for two months, <laughs> you know, or something like some just yeah. short, really amount of time. You need time beyond where they can't be hiding anymore. <laughs> All right. That's, that's and the you idea. Can't hide yeah. <laughs> and if, and if you're long distance, I'll say this is that, you know, those things can work and uh, you know, that's great. Um, I would encourage you to try to, to live in the same city for at least some amount of time. Uh, before you you make that decision just because it's different when you're going to see each other for weekend trips and things like that Once again, it's like a limited amount of time. We're on you know You know you need to get in the flow of like a regular rhythm uh, of life with people before yeah. you you make that uh, That step so you should like very occasionally get on each other's nerves Like you should live in <laughs> each other's city so that it might be inconvenient Yeah to do something to help them or you have to make a choice between two things rather than the long distance relationship where it's like, well, we talk on Thursdays at 7 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. Like, and other than that, like we just text and I can kind of do my own thing. Like, no, you, like Ryan said, your lives should be integrated in a way that you have to communicate about getting together, spending time together, helping each other. Um, and the friends thing is very important because the person that you're with is not the outlier of their friend group. They are like actually reflective of their friend group. So if you think, oh my gosh, like I really like that person, but like they're friends. Whew, I'm so glad that they're like saving all of them because they <laughs> need it. Like the person you're with isn't the outlier. Like they're not the hero of that group. They're, they chose to be 
in that group. So it's important to get to know all the important people in your partner's life. Very good. Okay, next question says, uh, you said, and this is referring to, to last week, you said to go on as many dates as you can. That was the advice that, that I gave. Um, but which I'd is be, harder for girls. Which is harder for girls. We can talk about that. Uh, it says, but I, I, would, I would be happy with just one, okay? So where, where do I go from here? Um, you want to start or me? You can start. Okay. Well, I, I think that uh, you're right. A guy, guy or girl, it does make a difference because mo most of the time, the girl is sort of waiting to be asked, and so things are more challenging for her. I'll, I'll let you maybe speak to that in a second. Um, we can both weigh in. But um, for for the guy, I, I think I think it's just just start, just you know, just just ask someone. I know it's it maybe you may feel like, look, I've never been on a date or something. Uh, just one would be great. Uh, okay, but just just start somewhere and don't put so much pressure on yourself that the first one has to be amazing, or the first one has to be perfect or right or the one or whatever, that you never get started. Don't paralyze yourself with that fear. So just, just go for it. And you know all the things we said last week, take it casual, discern, figure out if you wanna take further steps, but it's, it's just a date. You know how to talk, you know how to eat, so go do that with another person and then figure out if you wanna do it again. Um, usually, on, on the guy side of, of things, it's, it, it can be just like that we're taking this too seriously and uh, we're afraid of what it might say about us if we don't get something, a yes answer, you know? And that, that just kind of paralyzes us from, make, us from making that step. So um, I talked to guys this week that acted on advice from last week and did a great job. And so, uh, so it can be done, you know? It, you know, last week we said, hey, Friday, that's your deadline. People took me up on that. It went well, so you can. It can be your your story next. So yeah, yeah. and even if it doesn't go well, um, that's okay. Like rejection is going to happen more than acceptance, you know. Because like even if it goes well on the first date, like maybe it's not a second date kind of situation, and that's its own style of rejection. Um, but as you know, for the ladies in the room, like it's also okay to say no, thank you. Yeah. Um, you probably shouldn't like laugh in their face and be like, ha, no, um, <laughs> like that's not nice. You know, you want to be like kind and respectful of the other person, but don't say yes or like, um, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, sure, sure. Like don't put the other person in that situation because now you're spending time, you know, romantically with another person and you're already kind of leading them on in a direction that you're not okay with. Like if trying you're, to get out of it already. Yeah, yeah, you're already trying to get out of it and like coffee hasn't even cooled down yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you already want out. Um, so, so what about a girl who may be so asking this question? Girls that are waiting for this question. Um, I think what's important with how many dates like should I go on? I think it's more of like the spirit of the matter versus like the actual number that's important um, for guys and girls. So it's like, okay, if I'm somebody that has been on a date, wants to go on some dates, maybe the question is more like, how can I actually go out on these without being in my head so much? Like actually deciding if we like each other with the other person than on your own. Um, and so I don't think it's so important that you have like a number um, of dates that you want to go on. So from the girl's perspective with that, I think it's more of the opportunity to like put yourself out there and be honest with the guy if you think that he's cute like sometimes when we're flirting we think we're flirting and we are maybe not being yeah 
like completely going over the other person's head, you know, or they're like, oh, she's really nice. And she's like, I'm nice to you. Like, <laughs> take me to dichotomy already, you know? Um, and so it's important to like say stuff that indicates that, you know, you like him on some level and you might want to spend time together. Um, so if he's like in the same room, maybe don't like run the other direction. Um, like actually try to be near, not like glued, not forever, like do your own thing. Um, but just making yourself available to someone that you might want to go out on a date with and communicating with them. Um, I had a tactic. I had a lot of tactics. <laughs> <laughs> and they worked. Um, <laughs> they worked for me. I'm, I'm a very bold person. I'm not a subtle person. Um, I was always told that would, like, never get me a guy. You know? Like, you're too bold. Like, Guys, okay, see, thank you, thank you. Ryan's like, be upfront, you know? Um, and Ryan also appreciated it. He yeah. liked the clarity, and I liked being able to speak my mind without having to like pretend to be coy, you know? Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I just couldn't. Um, I like waited, what, like 12 hours to respond to one of your texts once, and it, like, I had to hide my phone from myself. <laughs> I was just like, I have to make him want like to pursue me. So like, if I don't reply, he'll be thinking about me waiting for my reply. It did work, <laughs> but I don't recommend it. Um, I recommend like going with your actual personality of things. And if you're somebody who's really bold like me, your dating pool, like if you're a bold woman, your dating pool decreases significantly. It's just about being honest with yourself. And so like if you're a bold guy, your dating pool just opened significantly because you're going to be asking a lot of girls. If you're a bold girl, you may scare away a ton of guys. Um, and if you're shy on either guy or girl, like it's about the same because you might not be putting yourself out there. So like be yourself because you don't want to be with someone who doesn't like you for who you are. Like the worst thing would be is if you're a bold person and they figure that out like three months into a committed relationship and they're like, whoa, like, no, be yourself. Um, I would just say to guys, I think it'd be really fun if we got dinner sometime or like hung out together. And I would always touch their arm because this is like the key, like, I like you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. true. It's true. Because how does this look instead? I think it'd be cool if we hung out sometime. Like, okay, bro, you know, like, <laughs> sounds great. Um, but I think eye contact is the main thing here. I think it'd be fun to spend more time together or to hang out sometime. Hangout's kind of dangerous because, you know, is that a date? Are you friends? Um, dinner is like, whoa, I guess we're going to dinner now. Um, coffee could be more appropriate. But just basically, if you're a girl who wants to go out on more dates, you can put yourself in that awkward position of saying basically like, hi, if you ask me out, I will say yes. <laughs> you know? And it worked on me. It so did. It did. True. Got him. You know? Yeah. Got him. Um, and I definitely embarrassed myself a lot with guys that like, I said that too, and they're like, uh-huh. And I was like, got it. Don't talk to them for a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> leave them alone, you yeah. know? Um, so that's like, a revert, you know, the other form of rejection where the guy's like, uh-uh. Or you find out that, like, I don't know, he has a girlfriend, and you're like, 
Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> let's move on. Haven't right. updated Facebook yeah, yeah. in a while. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next question. Yes. Okay. So uh, the question for the umbrella story. Let's do this one quick because uh, I think there's a misconception. Works for guys, doesn't work for girls. Did not happen between me and Ryan. So I always have an umbrella. And when it was raining, if I saw a guy who didn't have an umbrella, I'd like walk up to him and be like, do you want to walk with me? You know, because like now he's like in my vicinity and we can talk. For girls, you come across more as a mom who's like, so where are you going? <laughs> what class do you have? <laughs> Did you look at the weather today? You know, where's your jacket? Clearly not. You know, yeah. clearly not. Um, like I should have been looking for guys with umbrellas, but like, Anyway, so if you're a guy, like, that's kind of smoother, you know? Like, all of a sudden, you're taller, you know? You've got the umbrella, and you're like, I'm prepared. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you saved me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe not for the girls. Girl, everybody carry an umbrella. What's so hard about that? Just that's carry right. an umbrella. Carry right? an umbrella. They'll be on sale next week for $4.99. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, let's do the one on thoughts on living together. Um, this Boom. is... A big question here. We can Don't do it. Uh, yeah. So, so this is you know this is a trend in our culture. Mm -hmm. Is uh, the the logic so, sort of usually goes something along the lines of like, hey, maybe it would be a good idea if we live together so that we can figure out if we're compatible, you know, so that we don't launch into something long term or we're more permanent, you know, uh, when we could have like had a little experience and realized that this wasn't going to work, you know. Um, of course, research has been done uh, that shows that living together actually does not help the quality of the relationship long term. So this is this is something that research has shown is not actually helpful um, in the long run. For the marriage, uh, like for, for marriage. Yeah, for a yeah. marriage, yeah. And so uh, I want to assure you, you can figure out if you're compatible with this person without living with them. I promise you that you, that you can. Um, you can. You can get to the place where you're spending more and more time together. Uh, where you're, you know, you know, even in, well into the evening, that's that's great, you know. But then you can still say good night to them and you know go your separate ways, and you can still have plenty of data enough to figure out if you are going to to do well with this person um, mm -hmm. in marriage. Yeah. When you're living together, you learn things like, here's where they keep their toothbrush, you know, kind of stuff. If you are trying to get that experience of like integrating your lives and like how is it going to be when we are married and we're living together, do things that will put you in slightly uncomfortable positions but make you communicate and learn more about each other. So like go to Ikea and pick out a piece of furniture and attempt to build it together like and see if you still last afterwards. Like are you still in a relationship once you have a bookshelf? you know, um, or make dinner together. Um, just do all of these things that require you to communicate and work together. Try a new activity. You know, maybe I have a hobby that the other, you know, that Ryan doesn't know very well, but I teach him how to do part of it and like, okay, are you interested in that at all? Or he tries to teach me how to do something. Like, those are the things that you will encounter in marriage that you don't have to live together in order to figure those things out. Um, dating is... Like if, if you're thinking, well, I want to test drive the marriage before I actually commit to it. It's like, well, you... That's what dating is. That's what dating is. Yeah, like yeah. you have the chance to do that. So do it. You don't have to share an apartment, even though it is financially sometimes easier. Like, we'll just find a different roommate, you know, like find someone else yeah. and focus on those other things that make you talk to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, this question is tied up with our first question about kind of how far and things like that. And uh, there's there's a level of temptation that just goes through the roof, you know, when, when you're when you are living with another person. And keeping those kind of separate spaces is going to allow you to for the, the relationship to progress um, along the lines of like, you know, learning more about one another and um, and in terms of like more gradual commitment to one another. Uh, it's going to progress at a at a more even rate that doesn't just flood you with the physical sort of possibilities. Yeah. And that's that's going to lead to a healthier marriage. Okay. And if you think, well, we're going to live together, but we're going to have like separate rooms. Like, first off, you're not like you can lie to yourself or to other people, but like it probably won't happen. And if it does, congrats, you now have a roommate, you know, yeah. like who lives in the other room. And like, that's going to be great for marriage, you know, separate rooms and all that. Like, no, like don't test drive it that way. Yeah. Figure out other ways to figure out if you actually want to commit to this person. Very good. Um, I'm going to save this last question for the end. Uh, so next one says, I know when you, when you met, uh, when you two met and started dating, there was a bit of difference in age. And yes, uh, Rachel was a senior. I uh, was in my second year of grad school when we, we started dating. Uh, were there any particularly particular difficulties that emerged out of that? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was easier for us because we both had about a year left of school. So like I had you know, a couple months left because it was like January or so when we started dating um, and Ryan still had, you know, a year left of grad school. And so it wasn't that off. It would be like a junior and a senior in college kind of dating each other. You're both thinking about the big next step instead of like a senior and a freshman dating where it's like, I'm about to go off into like a different world and you're going to stay here and continue through college like that would be more difficult um, to manage so we were in a similar life stage which was easier what was complicated about our life stage was that we had to very early on have questions about what like gender roles look like in a relationship like in each of our ideal relationships and so for me it was like i don't want to be a stay-at-home mom like i always want to work like i want kids but if you're looking for someone who will be staying at home and letting go of a job, I don't even know what kind of job I want, but I know that I want to go to it. Um, you know, maybe that's not the right fit. And luckily Ryan was like, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, and we had to have big discussions about like, well, which career do we follow? Like who, which kind of track do we go on and navigate those big questions early on because we were leading into that very quickly. Like I was about to graduate, so I need to get a job somewhere. Am I going to stay in Waco? Am I going to move to where you might move? Am I gonna move back home, save money and pay off like my debts? Um, so those were the complicated things. Um, yeah, Yeah. no, that's good. I think we can leave it, leave it at that. Wonderful. Um, we have a lot of questions, so let's, uh, let's uh, maybe- be more brief. No, I was no, no. You're good. I was gonna say, but let's let's kind of try to we'll we'll try to answer these more quickly so yeah. we can get through more. Cool. Um, so we did that one. Uh, this one says I can't. Okay, f forgive me. I can't read. This shortens it for me. So it says I've been hurt pretty bad from past relationships, and I'm really scared of being treated like this again in the future. I'm scared of investing, and then the rest of it cuts off. Don't um, answer it out loud. <laughs> so um, 
Anyway, Josh, do you have, yeah, would you read the rest to me? Yeah. yeah, I'm especially scared of investing a lot of time in a relationship again, only for it to end with a painful breakup. How do mm -hmm. I move past this and put myself out there again? Yeah, um, appreciate your honesty and vulnerability here, and there's a lot of people that are in your same boat. Um, and sometimes you do need a season of healing before you're ready to, to get out there again, and that's okay. Um, I think that uh, that love is always going to take risk in general. Um, if you're waiting for the moment in time where there won't be any risk anymore, that's never going to come. Um, eventually, there's going to have to get to a, a place where there's going to be risk again, and that, that might be hard for you. It'd be really good if you had some trusted friends that could go through that with you, and you could sort of talk to about what you're you know experiencing and feeling as you you know trust yourself and the other person one more time. Um, so don't rush it. I think you'll know when, um, when you're a little more ready. Um, and that, that's what I would start say. Um, I went through several difficult relationships, um, some of which ended up having some really traumatic stuff in them. Um, and so I'm no stranger to this whatsoever. The best thing I can recommend, um, and hopefully you don't think that I'm joking, but I would see a counselor and I would talk to a counselor about these things um, because that's trauma that you've experienced that you're going to continue to hold on to and interject into, inject into all of your other relationships, not just romantic relationships. And so if you actually yeah. want to continue on with romantic relationships in the future, it's something that you should face now. And you don't have to see a counselor for like some big traumatic event. Like I always advocate for it in general, but yeah, that can just will, be, I was hurt and I need to work, talk through some stuff. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like maybe one or two sessions, you know, but like actually go talk to a counselor and see yeah. what can help. Cause your friends and your family members, um, we are all going to have like different goals for you, but your counselor is like actually trained to help you process through stuff. So that's what I would recommend. Next question says, what do you do when someone you're dating is less spiritually mature than you are? How do you help uh, help them while also being responsible? Yeah, how do you balance all this out? Um, so I, uh, I think it's okay if you're in spiritual different spiritual places. I like to think about place and pace, okay? Um, it's okay if you're in a different spiritual place, but uh, if you're the one who's on the, you know, further along, I would at least ask what pace is the other person running at? If they're running at, at Jesus, so to speak, at a, in a similar pace than you, then I'm not worried about them being in a further place behind place than you are. Um, if you're at a uh, closer place and you're moving at a higher pace, now I have concerns and questions about if this is going to work out for you. Um, and so you're not, you don't have to find somebody who has been to the same amount of Bible studies and been to church the same amount of years. Uh, but I think you really want to dig and ask just questions about, uh, try to figure out like what does their faith mean to them and what are they, what are they doing with it um, because uh, that's that's going to be what's most important and uh, you can't blame somebody for an upbringing that they couldn't control you know um, but at the same time if they're not showing any motivation to sort of like move forward from here that's that's a red flag you know um, and so I always I always tell people uh, don't flirt to convert <laughs> okay. That you don't want to, you don't want to say, well, this person's great, and hey, maybe even like if we started dating, then they'd find Jesus. You know, that, wouldn't that be awesome? Isn't that the biggest blessing in the world? Tried uh, it, doesn't work. Yeah, it it doesn't work. Uh, you're more likely to get pulled down than than they are to be pulled towards you. It's not worth that risk. Don't flirt to convert. 
So, yeah. Um, and just recognize that like people have different spiritual disciplines um, and like that can look different for different people and that's okay. Um, and exploring like the heart of where they are with God is more important than like keeping tallies of, you know, were they there, you know, just how many chapters are they reading in their body, you know, like you actually want to get to the heart of where they are with God rather yeah. than monitoring their spiritual discipline. Yeah. Um, just briefly, I'll say that I think it's a good idea for a couple to have some sort of like um, time carved out in their week, like a meal or an afternoon walk that they do every Thursday or whatever, when they can sort of devote that moment to talking about spiritual things. Not, it's not limited to that, but it's a time where they can say, uh, hey, how can I be praying for you this week? Like what loads are you carrying? What can I help, you know, what burdens can I carry with you? Or maybe you sort of read the Bible each week and you say, okay, we're going to read one chapter a day, read together. Um, you know, uh, you know, what did you get out of the passage this week? Here's kind of what I got out of it. And that gives you a chance and an opportunity to start talking to the other person about your faith. Because sometimes you don't know how to start. Um, and uh, that's a great sort of thing to try out as you're, as you're in a relationship. Wonderful. Cool. Um, thoughts on online dating? I can take it quickly, I think. Go for it. Um, online dating is a great tool. Um, online dating is something that there's a lot of different options out there that will um, open you up to a lot of different people seeking out different things. Um, depending on the platform that you choose is the type of person that you are going to find. Um, again, you're not going to find like the diamond in the rough on Tinder who's like really wants a, like to get married like right now to their next match. Like, that's probably not what you'll find there. And I'm not saying people who are on those apps are bad or anything like that. It's just a matter of what are you actually looking for um, and picking something that does that and a platform that really respects both sides. Um, I recommend if you're going to do that to wait until after college to do online dating because you are in a position right now in which you are surrounded by people in your age group that you can meet very easily, like within a mile. Like, that's crazy. Like, that does not happen again. It's hard for us to find friends our, like who are in our life stage. And like, that's crazy that it's like hard to make friends after that. So take advantage of the fact that you are literally on a college campus and you have endless opportunities to meet people all across campus. And if you're thinking, well, I don't like any of the people that I've interacted with thus far, well, pick an organization and go like meet up with them once and see if you meet anybody um, or you know, talk to your friends. All of those different things um, can really help you meet other people. Sit somewhere else on campus once a week you know, and just kind of see what happens. Um, so online dating is perfectly fine um, just, you know, know what you're actually getting into with the different yeah. platforms. Think about the kind of relationship that that platform is asking you to have or setting you up for, yes. you know, and there's going to be different answers to that based on what kind of platform we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but all, I think the spirit of what Rachel's getting at here is like, don't be so distracted on who's out there theoretically through a screen that you miss the people yeah. that are literally right in front of you. Yeah. And online dating removes some risk. Because you're like, well, I already know so many things about them. It's all right there. Like, it's like going to the grocery store, you know? You're just like, oh, I think, you know, I'm looking for this. And, oh, there's like eight different types of rice. Like, fantastic. You know, I'll pick one. Like, 
go out and actually take the risk of getting to know people. And even if you don't find the right person, at least you have the experience of getting to know other people. That will be healthier. Very good. Okay, how do you know when to break up? Um, great question. You want this one or, or me? You should probably start. Okay, so uh, I think, I mean, on a very like abstract level, um, you know when to break up when you know that this person is not the person you're going to marry, you know. Uh, when you know that like there's no way that we're gonna end up together, then then it's time it's time to break up. Um, Even if it's no almost reason. a holiday or inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. Super cute. You know, it's always you know some relative's birthday the next week. Okay, you just gotta at some point you gotta you just gotta make the decision. You know. Um, now I know it's it's more money than that uh, because because sometimes it's like well I don't know if there's gonna be anybody else or I don't know. Um, you know, that's, that's a real no, place we I get into with our like, head. Yeah. Ooh. Of like, I don't know, you know, when the next best option is like, I mean, yeah, this A, B and C are really bad, but at least there's D, you know? Um, and so, I mean, if the person is like re respecting is, is not respecting you in any like way, then it's, it's time to break up today. You know, um, if they're not somebody who you can, can trust to, you know, travel with you together for the rest of your life to pursue the kingdom of God together, then, then today's the day, you know. Um, I, think that, uh, I think that sometimes if you just, if you just say, look, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I just don't feel like we have the chemistry. I just don't, I find myself more drawn to other people. Then those are signs that it's, it's time to break up. And you, even though that's an awkward and hard thing to do, it's actually a kind thing to do because you're lengthening their runway to the next person that they're going to be with. Uh, lengthen their runway and don't and don't make them continue along this route when it's really not going to go anywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, several relationships, lots of first dates, stuff like that. Um, sometimes, so like, I guess in terms of breaking up as in like you're already in a committed relationship, not I don't want to go out on another date with this person. So that's like the framework that I'm thinking through. Um, I definitely found myself in a place where I thought, I don't know, like I already have my whole life planned out. I don't want to step out of that because then what do I have? What is, where's my life going to go? And I realized that I felt like super trapped and I actually didn't like the direction of my life. And as like, I guess a girl, like I would picture him proposing and like, I got like nervous and I'm like, oh, we should put that off. Like that's like when you're with someone for like three years and you're like, Ugh, I don't know if I want them to like do that. Like that's not a good sign. Um, and if you're a guy and you're like, oh, this, you know, I really enjoy spending time with her, but like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to like go that far. Like, okay, maybe it's not the right relationship. And so when you start to get those feelings, um, like whether in your gut or your heart or like, thoughts that you just can't let go of, of like big questions or concerns, whether you can put your finger on them or not, those are the things that you should be listening to and talking through with your friends or with us, maybe even the other person, because this is literally your life. Like you are making these relationships, whether they're friendships or romantic relationships, like why would you waste the life that you have? You only get one with someone that you aren't happy with who you are when you're around them. You know, you don't feel safe with them. You can't talk to them. Like, what a hard life you're setting yourself up for. Like, you should move on and know that 
if there's another person, and there likely will be, that they'll come along eventually. But you're better off than staying with someone just because. Yeah. What's the line the you say? Option. You always say, "Don't just because you've been making a mistake." Doesn't mean it's too late. Just because you've been making the same mistake for a long time doesn't mean it's too late to turn around and yeah. stop making it. Yeah. Um, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was in college because I did not make a lot of good decisions sometimes. Um, and so I made a lot of really good decisions. I made a lot of really bad decisions. Um, and so I wish someone would have told me that because I thought, well, I'm in it and this is going to be... I guess I'm stuck. You know? I guess I'm stuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. Um, okay, we'll try to wrap up in just the next couple minutes. Uh, let's We'll do a speed round here. Uh, when should you go in for the first kiss? When, when is too early? Um, I mean, I don't know. There's no right answers to these things. Um, I, I was always of the mindset that like, um, I, I don't want to uh, kiss on the first date, uh, partly because of it, it's, you know, this is a time for discerning, but also I felt like it was a chance to really show the girl that like, I'm, I'm here to honor you and not just kind of get something out of this, you know? Uh, I remember that that Rachel, uh, I dropped her off at her door, at, at the door for the first date, and you know, and she she'd been on dates with guys that like you know we're gonna make sure they got a kiss in, you know, like sort of thing. You don't even get to the stairs to get up to your door, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like there, and you're like, yeah, okay. And so Ra like, Rachel, you know, uh, like put in her keys and turned around, like, um, and I was like halfway down the steps by the time she like turned around. Yeah, I literally turned around, like you know, had my hair like in place and like turned, and he's like so far away from me yeah. and I'm like <sighs> which it was intentional because like, <laughs> because I wanted to make sure that like I didn't want to be in the awkward limbo stage I just wanted to make it sure I was like I'm not I'm not going for that tonight like this and I is, thought he's this so is quiet great. we're gonna end on a high note so so um, there's there's no right answer though yeah. I mean I, I probably you know you did the right thing though. it's for, I mean I guess what I'm just trying to say is yeah. like I mean it's sooner than later you know oh yeah you know this thing's super fun like, <laughs> But there's no right answer, yeah. Right, respect is the right answer. You know, yeah. just because you like bought someone dinner doesn't mean you get to like put your lips on their lips. Like that's not, there's not like a monetary value on affection, you know? Like make sure it's actually a good fit. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, what are some appropriate things, we're gonna two more questions, okay? What are some appropriate things you did to ro romanticize your relationship? Um, we, we, uh, I don't know. We went on dates together. We, you know, often we, uh, I like to surprise Rachel and, and just say, uh, like, Hey, I want to take you on a date. And, uh, and she'd be like, what are we going to do? I'm going to say, I'd say it's a surprise. You'll, you'll find are out. Are we going to eat? Yeah. And she'd ask me questions <laughs> like, are we going to eat? Like, do I need to like, you know, what wear a certain kind of shoes? And so I'd, I'd answer those, but, kind of. but, uh, kind of, okay. I bought, I always brought like two or three different pairs of shoes and a cardigan just in case. Yeah. She's always prepared. But, uh, but anyway, that was, that was a fun thing that we did. Um, you know, we, we try to like do th fun little things like write each other notes, you know, and Ooh. leave them somewhere where the other person would find it. Or I have one in my office right now. Buy something really small and, um, just that would, uh, you know, say, Hey, I know you like this candy bar and I thought about you today and just wanted to get this for you, you know? Yeah. And, you know? um, planning dates for each other. Like yeah. don't, don't make the guy plan all of the dates. Like that's a lot of effort. Yeah. I'm getting some guy nods who are like, thank you. Um, think about what the other person might want to do and try to plan a date. Like I would wait to do those maybe until you're in like the established relationship to be planning dates for each other. It might not be the best second date thing. Um, but I think it's important to show the other person that you care. Um, I brought Ryan a leaf once. I was like, this leaf made me think of you. And he's like, 
thanks. Um, I don't know, like I just, it made me happy and so I brought it to him and then I was like, okay, no more leaves. Got it. Still know what to do with that. Yeah, (laughs) Ryan doesn't like gift, gifty things and I love gifty things. Like you could bring me a rock and I'd be like, oh my gosh. All right, last question. So, um, you're you're seeing, uh, you're seeing, yeah. You're seeing our relationship, right? Um, Okay, what are some things I can work on while uh, I'm waiting? I would encourage you to go listen to the podcast with Isaac that I did with last week because he he hits on this uh, a good bit. There's a lot of things. Um, I think, I think you just have to think of like, who am I becoming? Once again, who am I becoming as a person all around? Like every part of my life, am I becoming a healthy and balanced person? Like if you, um, if you really want to get into dating, that's great. But like, how, how are the other aspects of your life going? Are you becoming a good friend? Are you becoming, you know, do you exercise? Do you eat? Do you sleep? Mm. Do you study? Do you have, you know, is your life in balance, you know? And, uh, and your faith of course is, is a huge part of that as well. Don't get to a place where, you know, it's a flag when you say, if I don't like, um, if this doesn't happen, then I'm done. You know what I mean? Or I would be ruined. Like that's always a red flag uh, that you're not in a great place right now. Um, And so uh, I just want to encourage you, we're going to be doing our next series starting next week. We're going to talk about spiritual disciplines. We're going to be talking about the different ways that we can be growing in our faith uh, through routines that we do um, each and every week. That's connected to this in the sense that um, you, we each need to be becoming a stronger version of ourselves that looks more and more like Jesus. And when we do, we're becoming better for the person that is one day going to be our, our, our spouse. That's not why we're doing it. Uh, we're doing it because we love Jesus and we want to honor and glorify him with our life. But one of the, uh, like, you know, the outcomes of that is that, is that, uh, you get to become the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. Okay. That the person that you have in mind right now that you wish that you could meet, that they need you to become the better version of yourself so that when you eventually get together, you're going to be that healthier person and you need them to be doing that too. And so uh, I think the best advice you can do is just pursue God with your life, become more like him each and every day. And that's going to put you in a better position down the line. I was going to say that's so true because Ryan and I met when I was a freshman and he was a junior. If we would have started dating then, it wouldn't have worked out. Like, I don't know if we would have made it couple of months like we just we ended up in the right time together um but while you're single if you're waiting invest in your friendships and invest in those random interests that you have that you're like waiting on for some reason like go do those things actually like live your life and don't spend all of your time like waiting for that person and like don't waste your life. Just actually invest in what's actually around you right yeah. now. This is like my first time without a mask since March. Like in front of people. Even at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he never knows when I'm upset. You, know, you just can't see. <laughs>